Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 252, yearly Oscar preview episode. We're going to get into some... Or subtitled, What the Hell? What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? We will get into all of that. Wow, I feel like this. Anyway, we'll get it. We'll get into what. Yeah. So, folks, this is an Oscar preview. Uh, we do this every year. We're going to go into all the nominations and make all of our who we think uh, will win and who we mm-hmm. think should win and who we think uh, the six people at the Academy that came up with this list are. Yes. <laughs> and um, all the people who just didn't bother all the- <laughs> to see half the films and just kind of voted. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get into why screeners are important. We're going to get into a lot of stuff today. And why the Golden Globes wants to be taken seriously and may have succeeded Uh, this year. Wow, yeah. For the first year ever that I'm like, the Golden Globes really was kind of on the money. Yeah, they they didn't get it completely wrong. (laughs) They just got a little more business in there. Yeah. Um, So uh, what is going on? We have a sponsor. What? Yes, Vegas.com. Oh, I love Vegas.com. You know what? It's great. It's a, it's a travel site, for those of you who are not familiar with it. But the, the real difference here with Vegas.com is uh, it's actually based in Las Vegas. So they know everything. They know all the, the, the inside scoop on everything from hotels to airfare to shows to the best clubs. Uh, basically, they're Vegas from the inside because they're from Vegas and they live there and work there and they go to parties there and it's uh, it, so they know the town. It's basically like a a, a digital concierge that knows yes. all the inside stuff. It's basically <laughs> yeah. what it is because uh-huh. a good concierge at a nice hotel gets you tickets to the right. things and gets you in the... And knows where to send you and knows where not to send you. Right. Mm-hmm. And says, you know what, here, I'll get you in. Right. That, that's basically yeah. what Vegas.com is and they can get you discounts on all these cool, like all the shows... Um, that, you know, I know uh, all the Cirque du Soleil shows, like I've seen O, the Beatles one I hear is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of different shows there that are awesome to see. And Ka's that, really fun at uh, MGM. My daughter and I saw Ka and it was really good. Yeah. That's a great show. Also, you've got stuff like the museum uh, that is inside the Venetian. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got... The Mob Museum that's the, downtown. The Mob Museum that's downtown. Uh, the museum that's inside the Bellagio. I've seen a Monet like this mm-hmm. is the thing about Vegas that you don't hear about. You don't hear yeah. about or you're not like I'm not you know what how many people are going to Vegas to look at Monet? You know what I mean? But you can Four. <laughs> and I'm one of them. Yeah. Um I was another. I did. <laughs> so there's two of you out there that could go see some Monets up at the Bellagio. So if you go to Vegas.com, you can get ten percent off any of the shows. Yeah, I you know, this this site sounds great, but that's not good enough, Graham. I want ten percent off everything but airfare. And hotels. Well, then you're going to use coupon code CFN, buddy. Oh. Like when I'm performing, uh, when I'm headlining at the Vegas Improv, February 17th through the 22nd um, with Gary Brightwell, you can get 10% off that show. Or when Todd Glass and Bobby Miyamoto are headlining there, uh, or Todd's headlining, Bobby's opening front form, you can get 10% off to see Todd Glass. Why wouldn't you? Why would you not? You got to mm-hmm. see Todd at a discount. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to see time. You know what I mean? Because you know the lighting will be lower. Yeah. <laughs> you know it'll be dim lighting, yeah. so you might as well get a discount. You're not going to get your full energy uh, cost yeah. in the ticket. Yeah. You're not going to have to pay for those extra lights because Todd will have them all turned down or covered up with gels. Um, so go to Vegas.com, you guys, and use coupon code CFN to save 10% on any of the cool shows, the helicopter tours, yeah. all the awesome stuff that's there. And if you go see Todd, bring a flashlight. Bring a flashlight just for to get in and out of your yeah. seat. Uh, so check that out. All right. 
Well, let's uh, let's introduce our guest because we have so much to talk to. We do, we do. Uh, when he came into the garage, we just kept going. All of us kept going. What the? And then would all one of us would go? Well, we should just save. This we for should the just show. let's just save this it. for the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and then our guest left. And then I said, "Fuck you." <laughs> Sorry, guys, I had to take off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the. Those are the dulcet tones of one Douglas Benson, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. I got to be mad about the Academy Awards elsewhere. I have another garage to be mad about it in. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple angry garages to go to. Um, All right, so we do this show every year. I got to say, overall, this is one of the dumber, or I don't know what, misfires in terms of nominations that I've seen in a while. I think dumber is a good, good descriptive term. Right? Yeah. It's the funny, the surprises weren't pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) The surprises were all, you know, people are uh, throwing around the word snubbed a lot, which is, you know, which is a weird thing to say when, you know, how many people vote for the Academy Awards, like 2,500 or something. So it's kind of hard for them to get together and snub anybody. It just happens, you know, (laughs) but it really, really happened happened this year. Like, and it's fun, like just jumping ahead, because I know we like to go through all the categories, but uh uh, that the documentary about Roger Ebert is so amazing and so good, and you know he had such beef with the documentary uh, category. category of the Oscars, and that you know like he's the one that uh, really pushed for Hoop Dreams right. to get an Academy nomination, and of course it didn't mm-hmm. because of their system back then, which would probably do a similar do does similar snubs now, and uh, so it's just uh, it's just a shame that they uh, they you know that. They're such dicks that they uh, can't see past that he never thought that that category was handled properly to nominate the film about him that was directed yeah. <laughs> by the guy who directed Hoop Dreams. Right. <laughs> so double snub. <laughs> yeah. It's a two yeah. for snub, two for one snub. Yeah, the Academy doesn't get irony. They should almost also. <laughs> I, this is the first time I've ever thought this, but documentaries have become such a huge part of the filmmaking landscape, and the and arguably the most important part. So why not a best director of a documentary? Because that one person is more in control of, or you know, has to oversee all the elements even more so than the director of a of a standard scripted film. Without yeah. a doubt, man, because because you've got sometimes you have no blueprint going into a documentary. They're, they're, that yeah. director also has to be the writer, and it has to right. a lot of it has to happen in the edit, or right. and also in a choosing the right thing to focus on. Well, also too, like uh, the. And this happens all the time. This happened with earbuds a little bit of you're shooting something with, I got a general idea what this is going to be about. And then these other themes pop up like with earbuds, all of these uh, people talking about depression and mental illness and how listening to podcasts really help. That's now going to become a, f- a yeah. major part of what our film is. The documentaries have to be fluid. And we talked about this too. The technology has allowed the documentary to be blown wide open because you don't need all this money to do it. You can do it relatively on the cheap as we yeah, could, all of us have made yeah, you documentaries could go for somewhere, fairly as you can see by the list, you could go somewhere and get shot at and still shoot your movie. Course, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's like um and also in America since the, we're also we're not trusting the media anymore and for good reason. It's almost like you have to get more information from documentaries. And that's not to say every documentary is perfect and it's honest and it's just or whatever, but I've just seen more information. Like I remember when Inside Job came out about the banking industry that I'm not going to be, that's not going to be shown 
on CNN. And interviews that with people high up in the hierarchy that you'll never see on Right, and also you yeah. get you get more in-depth stuff because there isn't right. a commercial break coming. Right, there's no sound. It's That's not gr- sound, that bite, is, sound That bite, is a great bite. idea, Doug, that they should have a best director so you can open up another five... I mean, they'll never do it because, they, you know, the, the problem with all of this right now, the problem with the Oscars is they're trying to get better ratings for the TV show because the TV show keeps the motion picture of, a uh, you know, whatever it's called, the Ampass. Yeah. Uh, it, keeps, it keeps them uh, afloat as a thing, as an entity. You know what I mean? It's like the post office, you know, trying to get people to still mail stuff through the mail. You know, it's well, like, Amazon came to their rescue. Maybe gotta, Amazon can uh, yeah. come, come to the uh, Oscars. Yeah, I don't know. But they just the, the ratings are so important that that's why they uh, three years ago uh, instituted this thing where anywhere from five to ten movies can be nominated for Best Picture. And the, the idea was it would get more movies into the top into the field true that people would be excited to root for not necessarily and, true and watch <laughs> well like what was it you know like uh you know some pretty popular fare like the idea is by by saying up to 10 there should have been even though i didn't love into the woods it's the kind of movie that that's what that's for so it could creep in there because it's like it's it's a musical and they don't make those much anymore and it's super popular uh, but I didn't. I didn't think it was that that great of a movie. But uh, on the other hand, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, is great. It's fucking great reinvented movie. like it's Star Wars to me. Like it's like they. Uh, it, it had been a long when Star Wars came out. It had been a long time since there had been something that was very exciting in the worlds of right. s- science fiction and fantasy. And then uh, and it, and it, and it also Star Wars used all these classic elements of like the Western and this Saturday yeah. matinee. Uh-huh. And it created a whole world, and you know, and it on surprised and on all of us. That's for especially for just going to see any movie. If you can be surprised, doesn't matter what the genre is. That's a great movie. If it could surprise the three of us who watch a crazy amount of movies. So I would say, yeah, definitely. But so Guardians of the Galaxy, that that's why they should have ten nominees is to get stuff like that in there. That was the idea, and then the closest they came to it is uh, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Is kind of is pretty popular and came out early last year, which is always a a handicap for these things. So it's nice that that movie skated through to all the way to here, but. You're an average person that's not in the military because they're obviously going to root for American Sniper. But if you're anybody else, uh, you know, what is there? I mean, to me, the one that I would really hope would win for Best Picture is Whiplash. And it's there's just no way in hell it's going to win no Best way. Picture. And why was Inter- why isn't Interstellar on this okay, list? Well, that's another great you. example of one that should be in there. And I have an opinion about why it's but, not. It's well, let's just get they, into it. Let's just, yeah. let's just go. Let's just go. With, <laughs> let's go. Let's, yeah. let's get out of this garage. <laughs> <laughs> Interstellar is not there because they didn't send out screeners. Christopher Nolan did not want to send out screeners. Because so. he thought they should see it on the big screen. On the big screen. And, and the then, Academy's a bunch of old people and, and busy people. Sure. It, it went beyond that, too. From uh, what I heard, I, I talked to some people and they said the screenings that they had were, they were turning people away. They didn't have enough. The capacity was too small. So now people were already pissed. They couldn't get into the screening that they were forced to leave their home to go see. So, and also, yeah, you have none of these screeners. Oh, these people are going to watch them at home. That's the whole point of the screeners. Do you think the judge sent out screeners? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It sure oh, did. God <laughs> with, damn with it. With Robert Duvall's picture on the cover. Because yeah, it was their only hope from, yeah. <laughs> from day one. <laughs> How so, this... The, oh. I, I get the fact that you're a film snob. You want everything perfect.
perfect for your movie. You want to shoot it on um, film, great. You want to make sure people see it projected on 35 millimeters, great. But at some point, you have to be a little flexible. It's not like the studio is saying, you know what, we're going to send out a screener and we want a cut that's 40 minutes shorter. It's not like you're changing the content. I mean, if it helps your movie, let the screeners go out. And the other thing, too, I think think you have to trust a little bit in the people that are voting. I know we criticize them a lot, but... How do you think most of the people are going to watch your movie anyway? I mean, there's just no time to see all of these movies in a month or two unless... At They're least, at home with you. At least, exactly. <laughs> at least 30 to 40, 30 to 50% of them, you have to watch at home. There's what, 350 eligible films? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. How can, I haven't seen, we, none, the three of us haven't seen everything on this list. No. Uh-uh. No. I, well, this is, that's the other thing about this year for me is that uh, I just got behind on my, you know, sort of serious movies uh, last, you know, over the holiday season. Well, because and, they all come out at once and they're hard to find. And, <laughs> and they're no fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought Into the Woods would be fun. I was wrong. But uh, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to see. I liked Into the Woods. Uh, yeah, but I didn't want to see most of the like. I just finally got around to seeing Boyhood because it seemed like it was going to be work to me to watch two hours and forty five minutes uh-huh. of a movie that, uh, by all accounts, doesn't have much, any kind of story to tell, mm-hmm. other than just passage of time and growing right. up and whatever. And I saw it, and it's fine, and it's going to win Best Picture. <laughs> but I'm not. I think it's. I, I think it's uh, a, a really great gimmick. Oh, a really see, great I disagree. One. I love But see, it. that's the thing. People, I think people I, I that- thought it. I thought it way went way past its gimmick. I thought it could have fallen into that trap, and it didn't. I thought it was brilliant. But I nothing happens. It. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It, but it does. It does, though, because, like, uh, you know, how does a kid go from, uh, you know, how, how old is the boy when the movie starts? Seven or Seven eight. Seven or eight? Mm-hmm. How does he get to that, to, to uh, adulthood without ever having any kind of, like- there's you several don't think points. Anything in, happened in that movie? Everything from he kind of has girlfriends. To, he has yeah. a drink. You know, he, <laughs> like well, there's there's lots of characters that kind of come and go, but uh-huh. none of them are interesting to me. It's very it's so okay. slice of life that they're not they're not they're really? not full they're not fully realized personalities okay. to me. It's more like uh, Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette just show up and are are good actors and professional mm. and you know. Do, do their thing, but, you know, it's just also, just throughout the entire movie, I agree with the the kid, at one point he's just like, what, you know, can you guys get off my back? Because they, fe- like, Linklater thought the only thing that's interesting uh, is to always have a- adult figures uh, being, uh, you know, mean to this boy huh. throughout the entire movie. I, even the guy, even his teacher that, like, you know, thinks he has talent as a, mm-hmm. as a photographer bitches him out forever about not not yeah. doing his other studies. I had a completely different takeaway. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought but it was But it's great. so long. Why is it so long? It is a long movie. It is a long movie. I, I, that I, I'll agree. I with. liked it in the sense that it... It's really... It's interesting. It, it's, it was interesting, and I and I thought it, w- it was a cool experiment, and I, I, I also was, just resonated a lot with... Because I... It was some, an amazing slice there was of some, life. There were yeah. some similarities to wh- how I grew up and what I had yeah. to go through to me, so I was like, wow, that's cool. And so, and also as a parent too, you relate to the other side. Sure, sure. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to relate to in it, 
but there's no there's no storytelling. Like right. each time they took a break from filming for a year, they could have come up with something more interesting to happen. Now I agree that there shouldn't have been like random tragedies, mm-hmm. but like so much was made of, and this is gonna get a little spoilery if you haven't seen it yet, but. Uh, so much is made was made of that it's about this boy and you see him age the entire movie and I don't remember ever seeing anywhere anything about how his sister does the same thing. Oh yeah, even yeah. though it's called Boyhood, she's in the movie yeah. almost as much as he is, yeah, and, and that's uh, Linklater's daughter. Yep, uh huh. That's Very his own true. daughter that mm-hmm. he put in this thing and ha- and you and you watch her grow up and he didn't let her see any of the footage until it was all done. So oh, she cool. saw the whole movie in one sitting and lost her shit. Like ah. just emo- it was an emotional <laughs> wow. mess. Because you, can you imagine just seeing, here you are at every age of your life acting in this movie. Oh my God. She probably barely remembers shooting the scene where she's five singing Britney right. Spears or whatever. And she begged oh, her wow. father to be in it, too. That was uh, oh, really? how she got the part. Oh, that's great. All right, so, so should we go? Talk about, should, yeah, well, well, should go we start? Should we go from the, the top down, or should we go bottom? Should we go back of the list and work up to best picture? Yeah. All right, let's do All that. Right. I like that. All right, original screenplay. People can go get a snack or something during the uh, <laughs> during that rough patch of categories, just like when you're watching the show, <laughs> just like watching the Oscars. All right, so okay. let's start with original screenplay. So the f- the five nominees are Birdman. Boyhood, <laughs> Foxcatcher, uh, Grand Budapest, and Nightcrawler. Okay. okay, I don't understand how Nightcrawler got on this list, uh, mainly because that was the weakest part of that film was the screenplay. But yeah, I it's all Gyllenhaal. Yeah, me. it's all. Like, I, I can see the other ones on here. Yeah, I, the, the script, the ending it was infuriating to me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the I, I, there was just I, some script I'm stuff. I was like, Ugh, but it was, but I was, yeah. I, I, it's I, a million times more entertaining than Boyhood. I'll just say that yeah. right now. <laughs> How it's a really, would. it's yeah. Nightcrawler is a really, I think, is an excellent movie, and was snubbed for uh, not only Best Picture but definitely for Jake Gyllenhaal. J- Jake Gyllenhaal not getting nominated. That's that's oh, side are? by side with Lego Movie not getting nominated for animated picture. Those are the two things. I think that he should have been nominated. Are the for, biggest snubs? Yes, I think he should have been nominated for acting. I think nothing else in that film should have been nominated. I can't. I love that movie. <laughs> Absolutely loved it, and have never and have not met anyone else who didn't like that movie. You're the first two people I've really? heard as much negative comment about the ending. Yeah, whatever. You know, I I don't mm. necessarily defend the ending, but mm. people were there was even a last minute talk of Renee Russo getting a Best Supporting Actress nomination. I like her in it. I like, and then uh, Laura Dern sort of squeaked in there. Mm. There's there's I would say this there. I don't know that I would put Boyhood or Nightcrawler on this list, quite honestly, because. Boyhood, I, again, I like it, and but it's not. Some have charged that they just got together every year and improvised. Yeah, I, I can't. I, <laughs> it didn't. I, it didn't feel written to me. That's really. the thing. I, that's why I couldn't give it a script. Now, I, as I said, I like the movie, but I, I like it for the fact that they did just come in every couple years and capture sort of stuff, and they took stuff from the kids' actual life. So that to me isn't a script. That isn't like. That isn't like sharp, sharp edge writing. I don't know right. why it's necessarily on this list. I uh, I think it's fine on the list, but however, I would have liked to have seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on of this course. list as well. Of course. It definitely should have been on this list. Now, that, Grand that Budapest, screenplay is it's fantastic, is incredible, and you know, and Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes Anderson, like I've said before, is hit or miss for me, mm-hmm. but. I loved uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I just loved the world he created, and that I thought was a really good script too. Um, right, let's let's go through some short oh, and wills. But that reminds me, though, Ray Fiennes is so great in that. Yeah, he's so great in that. Ugh. All right, it's a dumb year. Yeah, <laughs> it is so dumb. There's just, there's just maddening in every category. 
Like I remember last year feeling like, man, I feel like the Academy's really coming around and they got yeah, younger yeah. voters now. And no, this, what the, the This fuck? was a regression into dumbness. Yeah, yeah. they try they're trying, you know, but So I think uh, right. yeah, who's your who Chris, who's your should and then who's your will? Honestly, and I had no problem with the boyhood screenplay. However, I thought Grand Budapest Hotel was so creative and inventive, and I'm going to get into this more in the other categories, because not only are you creating a period piece, you're creating a fantasy period piece. Mm -hmm. So I think Grand Budapest should win. I think Boyhood will win. Okay, Chris should, (laughs) and Chris will. Boyhood. Listen to us write it down, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Douglas. Who's your, who's your um, wills? Uh, I, you know, I, for me, I, I kind of agree about Grand Budapest being uh, the best script. So I'd say that that's probably the, my should. But my will is, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with will on that also because Boyhood's going to win Best Picture and Birdman's going to win, you know, like, Every each one of these movies can has a chance to pick up uh, wins elsewhere, and uh, so I think that it, that that the screenplay for Budapest Hotel is like the uh, so called consolation prize, you know, for not okay. not winning. So you're going, uh, you're going to should best will? picture. I'm going should will on uh, on Grand Budapest. Diggity with a with a dug with a double bill should will. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm definitely going to go uh, Budapest as my should. Um, will win. God, this is a this is hard to figure out here. I feel like the reasons you just gave are why this might be where Crazy Foxcatcher might sneak in and get a uh, get something. But I haven't seen it. It's good. It's a good movie. It's it's a it's a pretty solid script. The acting in it is amazing. Ruffalo and Steve Carell are great. Um. And Bennett Miller did get the uh, director nomination, correct? Yeah. Which that's really uh, lopsided this year. I mean, as soon as they invented the, you know, we can have 10 nominees for Best Picture, then you're saying, you know, then you're going to have directors that the next day on Twitter all day long, did that movie direct itself? You know, like, you know, like how could it get nominated for Best Picture and not director? Well, because there's different number in each category and different people voted. Yeah. That's, that's how, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple explanation and I have to tweet people it every year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, or you could just answer math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of sadly what this is, you know, and it's, it's, you know, none of this creative stuff should be judged this way, but unfortunately uh, that's the system. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Foxcatcher as my will. Okay. I'm gonna go on. A, I'm gonna go on a crazy will 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 thing. Okay. So then, next category is adapted screenplay, American Sniper, Imitation Game, Inherent Vice, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. I'll tell you, it's a lot of biopics in there. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of biopics. This is, I think. Wow. This is a. This is. I feel like, man, this is a tough one for me. I might go should will on every category, you guys. Really? <laughs> Doug's just throwing it down. He's just pushing his chips all in. I might, yeah. I mean, this is certainly going to be a year where if I were a, uh, you know, I, I probably will be in a pool uh, on Oscar Sunday. And um, this is the year where I think uh, the the answer the voting. answer to the, all this, to, to all the criticism of what they did uh, nominate the answer to that's going to be spreading it around. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think a movie's going to sweep. 
Okay. And there's just been some, it's just some weird shit this year. Mr. Turner is nominated in a million categories, except for the things everybody raved about with that movie and says, what is great about Mr. Turner is that dude who plays Mr. Turner, uh, <laughs> yeah. Timothy Spall, who's always great and everything. But, uh, you know, it gets nominated for production design and all this other stuff. We it's, had to get Robert really, Duvall in there. No, no. Uh, he be best actor. Duvall's uh, up for support. support yeah. But anyway, for the adapted screenplay, I think this is where they can reward uh, Whiplash, even though there's a big controversy over adapted from what? It's an original work. He made a short film to get money you know, to uh, make the full version. And so then it's adapted because it's based on a previous a short previous film. work, which is just a shorter version of the film. Much shorter. Yeah. Like, it's not the film. It's just like it was just to get money to make the film. Oh, interesting. Uh, as so, far as, so as, far as I know. it's still adapted. So, yeah. that, so there's a lot of people that, like, are, you know, there's a mini backlash uh, on that one. And uh, certainly... I wonder if they could have, like, category... Uh, shift like if they say no, we'd rather do it in original. So, or if no, no, the academy decides on these. It's not like yeah. a you know. Well, so the, the, Golden Globes, they can kind of shift their categories. Well, the bit. Emmys are the worst. The yeah. Emmys are the ones that like where Fargo and and uh, True Detective weren't in the same category. I don't think right. because one decided to be a miniseries, the other decided to be, like, be a series. Yeah, and then they haven't really <laughs> even made that decision yet. And they're both they're both series. They're yeah, not, yeah. They're not miniseries. It's on every week, and it's an hour long, and it lasts. Several... And it's it's going to be more than one year. <laughs> yeah, and and they're doing a second yeah. season, not a second miniseries. Yeah, so I, anyway, so what do you think, Graham? Well, well, hold on. Well, so I'm going should will on Whiplash, even oh, though okay. even though Whiplash shouldn't be in that category, and would have had a better chance of winning if it were in original, because Whiplash is really is really an original work, I think. God, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to shake out. I, I'm going to go should will imitation game. Really? Yep. Yep. Should will imitation game. See, that's another one I haven't seen yet. It's um, and you really you loved it. It's um, it's a good it's a good film. It's a really good film. And it's also I'm think it's like it's it's got that King speech kind of yeah feel to it. it. Does. So I, I'm going to go imitation game. Yeah. I guess kudos to the uh, you know the the uh, screenplay uh, category, uh, the people that uh, voted for it, the screenwriters. Uh, I guess kudos for nominating Inherent Vice, even though it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. It's you know it's certainly uh, 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 technically an it's unusual. Adapted. It's an, an unusual work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of probably why people. Uh, that writers liked it because it's based on material that they like. And it's Under the Skin was the same way. And hard to make into a movie. You have that that Scarlett Johansson movie, Under the Skin, Mm -hmm. about the alien who comes down and takes people's skin. Um, Nothing like the book at all. They just went in a completely different direction with the movie. And like like that book was really going to sell tickets anyway? At that point, you're like, well, why even have it as an adapted adapted from the book? If it's it's a different movie. This is such a weird thing. You know, I, I, I think, God, this is... I gotta go. I, I can't even. I can't even. I don't know what the fuck. You know, now that I think about it some more, J.K. Simmons is going to win for Whiplash, so maybe that that people when they're checking the boxes, they'll just they'll just you know vote for something else for adapted screenplay. I, I may have made a serious error. <laughs> that, that's why I think Inherent Vice might sneak in and get some dumb award because everyone's like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson. But I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with Chris on this one. I'm going to go with Should Will on Imitation Game. 
Um, all right, so let's get into because it's a it's a because Imitation Game is the kind of movie that is is Academy bait and it's uh, yeah. not going to win Best Picture. No. no, so that so you're right. This is this could be a good consolation. And, and you know Eddie Redmayne winning Best Actor at the Golden Globes that, that'll be his. Yeah, I, this is, yeah. leads me to believe that he's going to win that for Theory of Everything. Um, all right, so let's go and check. Right, but Michael Keaton. I know. See, that's the trouble with the Globes is they came up, they have that dumb comedy or musical category, and Birdman's considered to be a comedy. I barely laughed watching it, yeah. but uh, they consider it a comedy. So that's what Keaton won for was a comedy. Like, the Globes get, that really throws things off. Like, Amy Adams won a Globe, didn't even get nominated for the uh, Academy Award. I feel like, though, Eddie Redmayne for Theory of Everything is right up the Oscars alley in terms of best actor. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely, like in any other year. But Keaton is beloved. He gives speeches where he cries when he wins, you know, and talks about his son. And and who doesn't love Michael Keaton? I was just watching Night Shift on HBO. He's out of the gate amazing. He is so funny Mm -hmm. in that movie. Mm -hmm. The movie doesn't necessarily (laughs) hold up that great. (laughs) Well, now, you know what I think we should do? We should read all the the, um, nominees in case somebody's listening and they don't. Oh, yeah. uh, We didn't read them all on that one. Let's let's read them all for... um, for visual effects, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, X-Men, Days of Futures Past. Now, I, I've read them for the last two categories. Oh, did did oh, you okay. say all the adapted oh, ones? Yeah. Oh, right. I, I don't remember that, but okay. Listen the fuck up, Good boys. call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault you guys are dicks. God. <laughs> fuck. And not paying attention. Yeah. You got, you got to say this about uh, the, the year in visual effects. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like, and all he, five of those movies should have an Oscar for the effects. It's getting better all the time. There's not one that doesn't deserve to be on I'm going to say out of the gate right now, I'm going to go Should Will as Interstellar. To me, all these movies are amazing. Interstellar blew me away. And okay. I saw it in 3D uh, IMAX. Right. Not 3D, but I saw it in IMAX uh, at, the, at the Chinese. They didn't theater. put it out in 3D. No, they? no, it wasn't no, it 3D. Wasn't 3D. Yeah, but it was, it was IMAX at the Chinese. That's yeah. where I saw it. That's where I... So... Uh, now I will say X Men: Days of Futures Past. It was good, but as far as like um, being inventive and really amazing special effects, I don't think it's in the same league as the other four. Like, even oh, but Captain that America, Quicksilver scene—that was amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> that is, that <laughs> is amazing. I want to see like, a whole movie of Captain, that guy. But Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I thought the effects were so good and so seamless for almost like in just an action movie, not necessarily like a science fiction or comic booky movie. Right. I thought it was just for that alone was was really amazing. Now, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the evolution of motion capture so was so amazing in this film. I really, I, I think it deserves to win too. And Guardians of the Galaxy, just the whole way the entire worlds were created. It's amazing too. Just everything from his mask to uh, Rocket Raccoon being animated. It's, it was all This is why this is fantastic. a great category, and this is one of the few categories the Academy actually really nailed, is right. the weakest one, and I put that in quotes, is X-Men, and that's only because- It's be- still good. It's still great. Yeah. It's yeah. only because it didn't have as much throughout it's the whole It's special movie. effects artists nominating special effects movies. Yeah, it, right. the, the, the actors don't get to weigh in, and but the actors get to jump in yeah. <laughs> uh, and vote for this now, because everybody votes for everything. So that's where I think- I think just the most popular movie of the five will probably win, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy. You're going to go should will on Guardians. Because it's Guardians isn't really nominated for much, right. you know? And I think even older Academy members uh, can kind of, I don't know, there's something about Guardians that I think that they would uh, appreciate more than, like, I think most older members 
a movie like Captain America doesn't have any interest to them. Right. You know, uh, and, and X-Men. I, I could be wrong. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, all five of these are great. But I'm going to go and, – and I just – I love Guardians of the Galaxy so much and I'm so excited that there's going to be more of that uh, that I'm just giving it my should will. Chris? You know what? I'm going to go uh, Guardians of the Galaxy should just for the inventiveness. I mean, and they were all – every movie here is, was inventive in their visual effects and surprised me. But I'm going to go with Will Interstellar because um, of the hard science fiction component of the visual effects showing what a planet would really look what, like. What, what traveling through what a traveling black through hole. What would really look like. What <laughs> spaceships and robots would really look like. Yeah. They wouldn't look like Robbie the Robot. They would be that weird kind of yeah. modular uh, robot that could kind of do all these different things, but ultimately was a square. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this so, is, I mean, yeah, it's it's almost, it's like what happened last year with gravity in terms of almost mm-hmm. inventing new stuff. Right. And uh, so visual I'll, effects. I'll go Guardians it. should. I think Interstellar will, but that's it doesn't, I, any of these wins, I, I'm happy. All right. All Achievement and sound mixing. We've got American Sniper, Birdman, Interstellar, <laughs> Unbroken, and whiplash. Have right. we ever gotten into the difference between editing and mixing and sound? It's so funny that there's two categories for one thing that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> mixing know, is pretty much levels. Like sound design was was removed from the Tony Awards because they felt too many of the people that are voting on the Tonys don't don't even know good sound design when they hear mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so can you imagine? Like uh, it, it, it's just amazing to me that there's two well, two very, categories for this. In a very very um, why not the sound very, team from or sound you know like sound, yeah. well sound sound. <laughs> sound design covers pretty much everything. Yeah, but the uh, uh, sound mixing is pretty much once the editing is done, it's the levels, and then the editing is and uh, well, putting it's, everything it's, together and how long a sound is. Yeah, the mixing also is a little is. more than the levels in the sense that you hear when you in a movie like let's say uh, Whiplash where there's those scenes where he's playing the music and then everything he blocks everything out and the sound mixer does a really does very cool stuff in that movie of like you stop hearing or you just hear like his sweat falling or while he's hitting the drum yeah yeah. Yeah, it's it's neat but it's also as as a layman who doesn't know much about sound it's strange like sound editing seems very important in Whiplash Right, because of all the jazz drumming that's going on from the beginning to the end of the movie, it's got to you know that's got to be very precise work, and well, it doesn't even get it. It well, doesn't, you, it doesn't you get the too, editing nomination. And this is just speculation, maybe because it's more music based. The mixing is more important on Whiplash, but I don't know. That's, all right, guys, what are you? No, should, we'll, we'll ask what, Dave. What are you? Yeah, <laughs> ask Dave Schmidt, our <laughs> sound editor and mixer. And you, right. uh, 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 so yeah, this is just shooting in in the dark. I don't really. I don't have a should win because I just don't, you know. Sure. Don't care. Um, yeah, I don't know about this one. I will say there was a few weak links in Interstellar, and it had to do with the sound. There was a couple times where mm-hmm. the mixing and editing mm-hmm. seemed a little off. but um, Especially every time Bane spoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen The Trip to Italy? No. It's like a sequel to The Trip, which started as a series and then Steve became Coogan. a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Coogan and uh, oh, I can't think of the other guy. Yeah, and they just do Bane impressions. The well, well there, there's a scene where they do Bane for a while, but their Bane is like you can't tell what he's saying. That's their oh, impression. Mm-hmm. And they just keep doing it. And it's just like, and the whole gag is uh, no one understands what Bane's saying. And I'm just like sitting there watching it going, oh, Graham Elwood and I have been quoting things that we heard Bane say for years. <laughs> Since the movie. So we heard him say them and we quoted them. So I don't know why. They can't do an impression where you can understand what he's saying. 
Anyway. So what do you think? <laughs> Sound mixing. We have American Sniper, Birdman, Interstellar, Unbroken, or Whiplash. Oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go Shudwell on on Whiplash because it's got all the music components. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. Oh, you guys are tricky. <laughs> There's so much going on though in some of these other movies. Like I don't know. I think I, you know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not even. I'm not even committing to a should. You're just going. And I'm saying the will is American Sniper. Ooh. Because right. I bet you that's got some real. Doug Benson recuses himself on the should. <laughs> good, good, uh, you know, noises of the, you know, shots yeah, yeah. being fired. And, you and know, his and brief, <laughs> yeah, from, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an Atari game. Yes. Beep, boop. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, because uh, we should say this up front. None, none of the three of us have seen American Sniper yet. So uh, from the trailers that I've seen, I can see how that, that could play in because it is very... Uh, and his focus and breathing and he has to block everything else out and all this other stuff. All right, so let's get into sound editing now, which is similar category. American Sniper, Birdman, The Hobbit, Interstellar, and Unbroken. So basically they just swapped out Whiplash for The Hobbit. Yes. And yeah, to give The Hobbit its sole nomination. Yeah. Yes, and it's it's probably sole win. I think it's You're thinking? Win. Yeah, just from, an, uh, just from a, um, a volume perspective, there's a lot of sound sure. in that. <laughs> and uh, the old adage is, uh, well, the loudest movie usually wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think The Hobbit, it actually did, all kidding aside, it did have a lot of sound in it. There was a mm-hmm. lot of things going on, especially with these these uh, battle sequences and uh, all the things that had to be created. So I'm going to go with should and will with The uh, Hobbit. Oh, Mancini. But do you think all the, act, the, you know, the actors make up 18% of the vote? And do you think they all would sit through a three-hour Hobbit movie after having seen five other movies set in that world over the last decade? Here's what I think, though. <laughs> I think they can overcome that 18%. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it's overcome the 18%. I think it. what you're saying, Doug, supports why uh, Chris might be right, is that the actors will just go, oh, yeah, those Hobbit movies They only. have a lot of sound. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of noises in those movies. <laughs> exactly. They're all That's out. why I turned off my screener. <laughs> Uh, Where's the stellar? I don't know the statistics on this, but I'm pretty sure that 80 or 90 percent of the time, sound editing and mixing go to the same movie. I think. Ooh. I think that's a. I think that's a regular thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. So I'm gonna for my uh, sound editing. I'm gonna go. Will win American Sniper. All right. Oh. I think American Sniper made so much money last weekend. I know. And it's just. Uh, it just seems like the kind of movie that it may not. I don't think it'll be a, enough of a juggernaut to win Best Picture, uh, but I think that I think it's going to pick up a, a, you know a few of these things mm-hmm. just because I think there's I think there's in the Academy I think there's love for much love still for Eastwood even though he didn't get nominated as a director no uh-uh. but also there's just you know uh, people obviously support the troops all right sound editing. I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go Birdman. Oh, okay. I'm going to get nuts. And even though this is... They su- had fantasy sequences, too. Well, they have they mix in music. They mix in some crazy special There's effects. a lot of drumming in Birdman. Yeah. I thought, I thought, is this Whiplash or Birdman? Because <laughs> <laughs> they both have nonstop jazz drumming, but one, you never see any drums. 
Yeah, that's why it's good editing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they hide it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a category I'm assuming none of us have seen anything in, which is best live action short film. We've got Aya, Boogaloo, and Graham. I'm going to go shoot. Yeah, you might have to pick that. Yeah, Butter Lamp uh, <laughs> and Parvena and The Phone Call. Yeah, that's like these always. I think last year when we did this show, I read up on all these movies, so I had more of a feel for what they are. But I didn't, I didn't do that this year. So it's just a, it's just a guess. I gotta go Boogaloo and Graham. Of course I, you could. That's, that's gotta be mine. I don't know if they can give an Academy Award to something with the word Boogaloo in it. <laughs> I'm gonna go Butter Lamp because I've never seen those two words together before. <laughs> yeah, and it's. <laughs> You hear that, filmmakers? Put two <laughs> mud bacon. Yeah, All right, like, you're the winner. <laughs> like chocolate desk. Oh. <laughs> Flapjack accountant. <laughs> You'll get a nomination. Doug, what, which, what series of fun words do you enjoy for this category? Whistle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they should win best sound mix. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just because, and also, I was just about to say that I am going to commit to these choices in an Oscar pool on Oscar Sunday, and just see how I'm going to put my money where my mouth right. is. Even though, you know, it's the next few weeks where there's a lot of just chatter that kind of pushes the. Like, I think all the ballots go out uh, in a couple of days, right. like next week or something. So the voting hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're ahead of it. But then again, all the chatter is always just kind of like, it just tends to be like Hollywood insiders who obviously don't know how everybody voted. Uh, so I'm just going to go with Butterlamp because it'll be fun to, to constantly say. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris and Doug go for fun words, and I yeah. went with my names. So. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, are you having trouble holding the Butterlamp? <laughs> it, it is slippery. <laughs> All right. Best animated short film, The Bigger Picture, The Dam Keeper, Feast, Me and My Moltron, A Single Life. I've actually seen one of these. Which one? <laughs> Feast. That's the only one I've heard of. Or That's, maybe I saw it. Where? How did you see it? It was before, um, I believe, Big Hero 6. Oh, it was with the dog. That's going to win right. for fucking sure. Yeah. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> yep. I'm in. Will. <laughs> oh, it was. I remember it was a very cute little short film. Like yeah. Usually mm-hmm. when a short comes on before an animated movie, I'm kind of like... What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> why are you why are you dragging this out? Like already, children have a short attention span. Mm-hmm. Why are you showing them something that for the entirety of it, lots of little kids are gonna be like, "Is this Big Hero Six yeah. the whole time?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. That's Let's pretty go. accurate. <laughs> Is this Big Hero Six? <laughs> Is this it yet, Daddy? Yeah, if you're bringing robot children, yeah. yes, that's exactly. If you're bringing Wally. <laughs> And he's got a sound speaking chip implanted. <laughs> All right. Achievement in production design, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Interstellar, Into the Woods, and Mr. Turner. Mm. Mr. Turner, I didn't see. I was disappointed by the production design of Into the Woods. I thought they could have done more with it. It just seemed like a dark woods area it for was the entire basic, movie. And then uh, Johnny Depp ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much ruined that Is that how you design. feel about Tusk? Yeah. <laughs> And Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> um, Transcendence. He's yeah. a movie ruiner. Um, he used to be. 
I, I still think he's a great actor. I think he's just one that's been uh, believes his own uh, publicity. I, you know? yeah, yeah, he's yeah, gone I crazy. Yeah. He just thinks done. he made one brilliant decision to act like uh, Keith Richards when he was playing a pirate. And suddenly he's the guy that, oh, let's go to him and have him put on a wacky mustache and a hat and pretend to be a, ra- a race him. that he isn't. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's going to be fine with that. And he just must have a team of people going, oh, Johnny, you're amazing. Yeah, he's got George Lucas syndrome. Well, now, you know what he's doing now? He, You know, he was in Tusk, and so was his daughter, and so was Kevin Smith's daughter. So now Kevin Smith is making a movie starring their daughters that takes place in a convenience store. And they're, he's already calling them female clerks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that works out. I can't wait to not see that. <laughs> what would you say about Nazis? Uh, <laughs> are you a Nazi sympathizer? Yeah, I think they're great. They're doing yeah. good work. Um, I got to say, in production design, for me, it comes down to Budapest Hotel or Interstellar. I agree. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Interstellar... Production design is, is, is Wes Anderson's bag. I know. This is his thing. It looked That movie looks so great and has so many different interesting visuals. It's like, it's almost as fast-paced and visual as a, as a cartoon can be, you know? I'm going to do something crazy. My Uh-oh. should win is Interstellar. My will win is Grand Budapest. Whoa. Yeah. All right. A couple of goddamn... I'm going to go opposite on that. Oh, yeah. Doug Benson, you son of a bitch. Doug's going should on the Budapest and will on Interstellar. Mm-hmm. I got to agree with Doug on wow. this one. <laughs> I think Grand <laughs> Budapest... Interstellar is just, just so big well, here, here, uh, production design-wise. Here, here's why with Interstellar, it, it's an amazing production design because we said before, it's hard science fiction. It's what things would actually look like. But the thing about Grand Budapest Hotel with the production design is you're combining two different things. You have fantasy and historical at the same time. So you have like Into the Woods. Well, it's just, you know, it's fantasy. We've seen that before. And you also have Imitation Game. It's historical. But to to actually mix the two in a really interesting visually way is very difficult to pull off. And he did it beautifully. So I think Grand Budapest Hotel should win, but I think Interstellar will because we're looking at Interstellar as being snubbed in all the big categories. And this is where I think they're going to clean up in all the smaller ones, yeah. Achievement in music, written for motion, original song, Everything is Awesome from the Lego Movie, Glory from Selma, Grateful from Beyond the Lights, I'm Not Gonna Miss You, uh, Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me, and Lost Stars Begin Again. Oh, what the fuck? Who are... Now, so what... Is you two in this category? No. (laughs) What... uh, The song from Glory, didn't that win the Globe? Or was it the score? Oh, I'm not sure. That, let me go check. It might have been the score that won uh, because, you know, John Legend and Common accepted. Glory won Best Original Song. It did. In, in, yeah, for in the, Selma. For Selma in the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah that, they, that they was a great speech. Yeah, that was the Common speech. Yeah, so so why were Common and John Legend up there? And, the, and it says here, music and lyrics by John Stevens and Lonnie Lynn. Who are they? I don't know. Because I'd say if there was a chance that Common was going to speak again, that that would win the Academy Award because his speech at the Globes was amazing. Right. Um, but I don't know who. I don't know if why. Maybe Common and maybe Common and John Legend produced that that track or the or the music for the film. So that's why they accepted at the Globes. Or they sang it, and these guys wrote it. 
Yeah, like it could have been sung by John Legend, and maybe there's, I don't know if it would have a, a rap part for Common, but anyway, it's this is a really tough category, because I thought all the music in Begin Again was great, because that's sort of what the movie's about, is the, mm-hmm. is the music, and then Glenn Campbell is a real sympathy vote, because, you know, that whole documentary about Glenn Campbell is about how he's, you know, got Alzheimer's, yeah. and uh, so that you know, that it, there's an original song by him about, you know, I don't know why it's called I'm Not Gonna Miss You. Oh, I guess because he's got Alzheimer's, so he, he won't know that he's... Oh, brother, that's heavy. Um, yeah. But then also, I mean, forget about Grateful from Beyond the Lights, but... Uh, Everything is Awesome is a fun song, but it's, it's a novelty so song. It's so fun. It's so fun, and the Academy is not... Every day, the Academy members are hearing about Lego Movie not getting nominated right. for animated picture. So you think? So gonna- I think that's a place to go ahead and throw them a a, a, a bone or an Oscar. So this is a really really tough category. I, I I don't. My gut tells me that it'll just go to Glory because same same deal. Selma's only nominated for two things. It probably won't win Best Picture. Although I think it's got. I, I think, think it's. It, I think that's. Gonna, I think that's going. I think Best Picture's Boyhood. Selma, American Sniper. I think that's the order they'd come in if they if they ranked them. I think, but we'll we'll get to that later, I guess. Uh, so I'm saying will win Glory, and that I'm not going to say should, but I kind of I kind of have a soft spot for everything is awesome. I'm going to do. I'm going to actually come on. I'm going to say everything is awesome should, and I think Glory will. And they're both good songs. Um, oh, you've heard the song, the Glory song? Yeah, I saw the film. I, 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 yeah. Well, how, not to get ahead of ourselves on Best Picture, but do you, do you think Selma is the same deal? Like, just because they didn't send out screeners is why it didn't get as many. I think they released it too late. I think there's definitely some of that. But I think I think this is where they're going to make good. You know, Spike Lee complains and all this stuff on Twitter when the nominations come out. I guess we're not free at last. You know, he made that Twitter thing. I think this is the guy what, who played Martin Luther King not getting nominated was a was yeah. a bummer too. But it was a great year for at lead actor performances. What's his name? Yeah, David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. We got a bunch of tweets telling O-Yellow. us that it's Oyelowo. 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 I don't know when I hear uh, the uh, you know people on TV the n- newscasters and stuff saying it right all the time. I try to repeat it. I want to learn it. Yellowo. Oyelowo. Oyelowo. It's okay. like Rosetta Stone tapes. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, tapes. it's one yeah. that I just, people it's one tapes. I can't get yeah. right because then when you look at it, it feels like you're over, over pronouncing it, like you're adding what you, a syllable. What are, your, what are your picks here, Chris? You know, I think uh, I'll just go probably with Glory, too. I haven't heard some of these other songs, but the Glenn Campbell one I'd like to hear. Yeah, that one could squeak in there because he's, you know, the Academy is older. Yeah, and that's definitely a heartstring song. I guess the average age of the Academy as, as we speak is 62 years old. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Achievement in music written for motion pictures, original score Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, Theory of Everything. Mm. You got some, you know, you got Hans Zimmer doing Interstellar. Yeah, I got to go. Should and will is Interstellar. All right, Chris is going. Yeah, well, going. the fact that I'm uh, doubling down on Interstellar. Uh, <laughs> that sounds creepy. <laughs> Alexandra Desplat, um, the fact that he got nominated twice could really uh, turn against Imitation Game and Grand Budapest because uh, you know the, the whole split vote theory. Mm. Um, 
Zimmer is well regarded, and Interstellar is uh, certainly, uh, you know, music is a huge part of that movie. Yeah, I just can't. This one always throws me for a loop. It always goes to something odd. Like, like it often goes to something that I'm like, wait, is this? Did they just give away best costume? Yeah, you know, it always goes to like something kind of stately. It doesn't go, go, you know, like, you know, maybe Grand Budapest's uh, uh, score is a little too wacky for this category to win. But that to me, Grand Budapest is the only thing that stands out. Like the music and imitation game or theory of everything. I there's. I'm not thinking of that music. There was no point where I watched that movie, and they're good movies where I went, oh, man, the music is really... <laughs> right, but that's part of the problem is, you know, do you argue that if, the, if you only, if you walk out of it going, the music was great, then you, then you were paying more attention to the wrong thing, you know, like you weren't, mm. like the story wasn't that great, but the music you, you was your most favorite? You also have that 2001 feel when you hear the classic music with the space station and the bone going up in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's when you really notice the music as well. And I think there was some hints of that in Interstellar, where uh, the music really just kind of had that epic um, big quality to it. I'm going to do Grand Budapest, because I just love Wes Anderson, and I love the music that he obviously lets this this plot use. I'm going to use Grand Budapest should, and Interstellar will. All right. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Only three uh, movies. Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest, Guardians of the Galaxy. To me... This category is so annoying. It's like Guardians is the bigger one, but what they did with Steve Carell and Fox with that was amazing. whole look. It's amazing. That's how they can, um, you know, honor that performance because he's not going to win Best Actor. He was... The, you know, when that movie was first coming coming around, the the talk was that he had the Oscar in the bag. Locked up. And then, you know, I haven't seen it, but once you saw it, he, saw, he is amazing in it. He's amazing in it. And as you said, though, it's just it, – it, it's a very strong field in terms of all the best actors out there. Mm-hmm. So I, no, that's the thing is he went from the front runner to squeaking in there. Yeah, I know. Because he squeaked out – uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ray Fiennes, mm-hmm. David Oliolio. He yeah. got all those people out of the way because right. I'm sure he got. I, I, I can't be sure, but uh, yeah, it's he. He's a great actor. He'll be back. You know, like he's he's one of those guys that like uh, the fact that he's so funny is just a is just a, a bonus. You know, like mm-hmm. what was great about him on The Office was how how that, amazingly lived in that performance was and that character. Like, that was a sign. And he like always he's just an amazing it, actor. He always played it straight. I mean, that was the great thing about it. He was not the over-the-top guy in The Office, I mean, for the most part. He was he was the guy who played it really subtle and believed – I mean, that was where the comedy lied. He believed all that dumb crap he was doing was, was sincere and he should be doing that. So my fox catcher is my should will. You know, in Budapest is so odd because it's just sort of like, you know, there's probably makeup uh, effects or, or things going on through, throughout most of the movie. But the only thing that really stands out is uh, making Tilda Swinton look so old. Right. You know, that's the, that's the picture they'll show when they're announcing the categories. Right. A lot of mustaches, too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of mustache <laughs> wax. Um, but man, you know, here. but you know yeah. what? There is there is like at least four or five people that had to have um, uh, makeup and hair and stuff in every shot in Guardians of the every Galaxy. Every single I'm shot. I'm going should, will, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, me too. And that's another uh, consolation prize possibility too. Mm. All right, guys, that is the end of part one of our Oscar, 
Oscar preview. <laughs> if we get this take right, it's well, the end. I'll fuck it. I, this is the take that's staying. I'm yeah, not we're doing, gonna keep going. We don't have a whole goddamn day to record no. five of these. <laughs> part one's over. There's gonna be a part two. For part two, please put another quarter in the machine. And remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.